Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. This hour brought to you by Champy's Chicken. Uh, Ryan Grubb leaves Alabama where he was there a short period of time doing work for Kalen DeBoer's staff. Back now with the Seahawks, or to the Seahawks, back in Seattle. We'll continue to follow Alabama's finalizing of their first coaching staff under uh, Kalen DeBoer and get back to the post Super Bowl talk in a moment. But big basketball weekend that had Alabama and South Carolina hold on to their share of first place while Auburn and Tennessee took road losses in the SEC. Let's take a sleigh ride. Ron Slay with us, the great uh, from Tennessee in the SEC network. And he is with us now on the Johnston RV Center.com hotline. What is up, Ron Slay? How are you? What's up, fellas? How you guys doing, man? Doing awesome. Uh, before we talk hoops, you and uh, Brent and Dawn were out in Vegas doing your uh, show there on the Zone in Nashville. What was Super Bowl week uh, week like in Vegas? Um, I'm gonna tell you how Super Bowl week was, man. I, I was supposed to be on at ten o'clock, correct? <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. I was not gonna bring this up. Just yeah. sixty-two minutes it's, ago. It's, it's Monday. It's eleven o'clock. <laughs> That's, that lets you know how Super Bowl week was. Man. It was, hey, it was, it was all a blur, man. I've been to Vegas plenty of times, man, and usually have some energy left over. This time, it, it was, it was nothing left over. And I'm gonna be honest, we had a great time, great interviews, um, good networking, good energy throughout the entire week. And honestly, they should bring. It should be in Vegas every two to three years. The Super Bowl should be wow. because this is the first time I've been to L.A., been to Phoenix with them, um, and then now to Vegas. This was the first time like it didn't feel congested. You know, it was so much space and people wasn't in each other ways. You wasn't going shoulder to shoulder anywhere. Um, but man, Vegas did it up right. They they did it up right. It was it was the fanfare was great. You could actually feel the fanfare without it being all up on top of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was spaced out perfectly. I, I thought they did an excellent job. Uh, Ron, it's very well documented. I cannot pick a side of a Super Bowl. I have now lost eight consecutive sides, and I'm 4-18 oh. and 18 the last 22 years. I had San Francisco. I felt good in the first half. And then you start to look at it. They should have been dominating, falls apart, and Pat Mahomes does his thing. Who did you have yesterday? I picked, I picked the Kansas City Chiefs and the over. Mm-hmm. I rolled with Dover, and I'm gonna tell you the reason being, I've learned my lesson um, the last the the two weeks prior versus Kansas City versus Buffalo and Kansas City versus the Ravens. I had Josh Allen getting busy handling it, going on to the next round. That didn't happen. Messing with Mahomes, <laughs> this the next round of conference championship versus Lamar Jackson. I thought it was gonna be a a, a, a shoe in. But you can't bet against Mahomes. I found out last year in the Super Bowl. I went with Mahomes, and I said then, man, never bet against Mahomes. You can't do it. And here I was betting betting against him two weeks in a row. I wasn't going to make that mistake in the Super Bowl. I didn't know how they were going to get it done, but it, I'm not betting against Mahomes. The NFL has a problem, 
and the name is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, he he is rolling right now, no doubt. Three Super Bowl rings, and he's only twenty eight years old. To basketball, and I know you'll uh, you'll be climbing back into your basketball mode after your trip to Vegas. Um, we're all sitting yes. here in our Ron Slay sweat. No, we're not. But uh, he's got to sit. I know. I was kidding. I'm kidding with him. Um, I just need the sizes and the address. Sizes and the address. Don't but, you worry. But another road loss for Tennessee. This one didn't surprise Lance, but it surprised me that Tennessee lost at College Station. Where are you on this Tennessee team right now down the stretch? Man, first and foremost, I've been talking to Vol Nation through social media, which is not always a wise thing, but sometimes I think I have the pulse of the Vol community and. This one right here, man, I'm trying to explain. People don't understand. Like, Texas A&M is a good team, especially at home, especially when they see familiar faces. You have the preseason SEC player of the year. That didn't vanish just because Dalton Connect is doing what Dalton Connect is doing, and Tennessee is putting together a team like they want to. Boots Radford is healthy. Now, when you get these two guys rolling and they take the amount of shots that they do, and the at the efficiency rate that they take them, you've got a problem. And Anderson Garcia, I don't know if Dennis Rodman, I know he like to dress up in, in brides, brides dresses and things of that, but this man just dressed up in the human form and put his body <laughs> into Garcia because I ain't never seen a guy rebound like this. This is amazing. So I think it was the same thing, man, when you look at it, when Tennessee went down to face Mississippi State earlier in the year. You were out physical. Um, you looked like you was a step slower. Um, and you walked into a state, uh, an arena in the SEC with a target on your back, and maybe you forgot you were a top ten team in the country. And Texas A and M knew it. They needed to get a quad one win. Um, Mississippi State needed to get a quad one win earlier, and they just went out and hit them in the mouth. And Tennessee didn't respond. You had a couple of guys here and there try to keep it going, but man, Boots and Wade Taylor, they took over that game from the opening tip. With no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, was I surprised? No, not at all. Did I expect Tennessee to come out and fight a little tougher than they did? Yes, I did. But once Wade Taylor started the way he did, it was a, it was lights out. At the Ron Slay on Twitter, part of uh, 3HL there in Nashville on The Zone, and you also see him on the SEC Network. He's with us on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. Uh, Milkman on Twitter says, Tennessee's problem is their defense does not travel. They can't do it on the road the way they do it at home. How big a concern mm-hmm. is that? I don't agree with that. I, okay. I just think you, you, when you go on the road, it's, you're, you play a different style of ball because of who you're playing. Everybody knows how important it is to take care of home, and they're gonna, you're going to get their best shot. I mean, a whole different level. I, 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 can't, I can't agree with that. Um, just because of watching Tennessee play and one thing that they do they put on their carry-on and underneath the plane is the defense, and it does travel because that's their calling card. Now, you also have to score some points to be able to counter runs, and I think that's that's part of it. One thing I think Texas A&M did was they didn't let Dalton Connect rest either. Buzz Williams did a great job of being able to put Dalton Connect into matchups similar to what Kentucky tried to do. Um, but couldn't answer the bell. But Tennessee, um, that you couldn't hide Dalton Connect. And once they put him on him, Wade Taylor attacked him. Boots Rafford attacked him. Got him in foul trouble. He exited the game, and you were kind of standing around looking. Um, I think the the thing that I would take, you need Tennessee everyone to be aggressive as they are at home on offense, more so than the defense. I think the defense is just fine. Of course, they have some shots to fall, but 
Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not concerned about the defense. That's my, that's my last concern when it comes to Tennessee. Hey, before you came on, we were talking about, um, what's going to happen in the regular season, like, uh, of Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, and South Carolina, who ultimately is going to win this thing. And I said, I believe South Carolina, it's been a great story. Lamont Paris could be your national coach of the year, but yes. I believe when you start to look at what is left on that schedule, they're about to take on a little water. I could see them lose five of their last seven games. Yeah, I think I think you could too. And and you look at him. The only thing, the only pushback I would give you is, Talon Cooper, steadies the ship like they've never had before. When you look at it, you had to depend so much on Michi Johnson, but now you got Talon Cooper who doesn't get rattled and doesn't need to shoot the ball to have an impact on the game. You look at where Murray Balls is coming along too. Like you have guys that are, man. They trended in the right direction going towards the end part of the season. B.J. Mack, is, he's been super effective. Jacoby Wright is one that gets lost and people forget about, but Jacoby Wright is a guy that can carry him as well. So, But with Murray Balls, what he's bringing, along with Studi being thrust back into the lineup, getting healthy, being able to stretch the floor, man, you got some problems with these guys. Now, we're going to see how serious. And we, the funny thing is we, have, we say this week in and week out with South Carolina. We're going to see how real they are when they go take on Tennessee at Tennessee, when they play Kentucky. Now here they are. They got to face Auburn in the jungle who needs to get a win. Do you take a step back if South Carolina was going to take a loss at Auburn? I don't think so. I think they still the team that they are. It's just difficult to win on the road. And you know Auburn and Bruce Furrow after coming off what they just went against in Florida, Bruce is going to have these guys ready to play. What, what do you make of Alabama? I mean, nine and two in the league, and they are who they are. But what is Alabama to you? Can they can they hold on and win the SEC regular season with that defense? No, 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 they can't. <laughs> no, they can't because it's going to be it's going to be a a moment when they hit they hit bad on the shots and they, the shots not falling. You take forty four threes, fifty threes a game. At some point, man, when those shots don't fall. It can be ugly because those lead to long rebounds, and then you're able to get out and run and get easy twos compared to threes that they're missing. I think if they want to take the next step, they're going to have to lock in. I think that's what was so special about Alabama last year when we thought they were going to be able to make a run. You had guys back there protecting the rim, and Betty Ako, Noah Clowney, um, Brandon Miller. like They had guys with that that length that was a problem for people. So <clears throat> I think – um you're gonna have to you gotta buckle down. Right sale's gonna have to play some defense. Um Estrada's gonna have to play some defense. Mark Sears is gonna have to play some defense. He's gonna have to lead these guys and not so much depend on, all right, man, we we missed the stop. Get the ball out quick. Let's go. Let's shoot a three. Like at some point, man, you gotta knuckle up and say, let's play some, let's get some stops. You know, a hundred and a hundred a hundred some odd points is very good on any level, but not giving up ninety-two, not giving up ninety-six, like that, that's not going to work. So in order to take that next step and Alabama not take a step back or get shocked going into one of these tournaments, you got to play some defense. All right, and I think the coaches huh? would agree on that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nate Oates talks about it all the time. He said it on yeah. this show. He says it anytime he talks that their defensive <laughs> effort is not where it needs to be. They're 76th in Ken Palm in defensive mm-hmm. efficiency. And as I remember it last year, they were top – five most of the year weren't yeah, they definitely top 10 yeah, yeah. top 10 so. yeah it, uh, yeah but you, you got to think man look how many guys defensive minded guys they lost even Clowney, Clowney, 
he was he was a guy back there cleaning up. Betty Yako, you better yep. not bring nothing in that week. He was gonna send it all the way to the stands. Brandon Miller was a really, really underrated defender. Um, and then you had Bradley. Yeah. Then you had Quinterly. Like that's those five right there defensively alone boost you. So guys being thrust into this role, Riley Griffin, he gotta come to play. Like you gotta you, you gotta you gotta come with it. Pringle being back will help. I will say that. But he's got to settle back in and understand who his role is. It able it it you're able to shift Grant Nelson to the four where he's a mismatch, but you gotta defend those two alone. They gotta protect the rim somehow, some way. All right, he is Ron Slay. You'll see him on the SEC Network all week. The Ron Slay. And uh, those of you in Nashville, if you're traveling around or if you just want to jump on, let's do them online. Uh, 3HL Afternoons there on the zone in Nashville. Thank you very much, Slay. It's always fun, buddy. Man, no doubt, man. I'm going to get the Boom Boom Room shirts to you guys. we got to get you guys laced up. Don't worry. Just send me the sizes. I'm all shipping right. them to you. All right. I'll text it to you today. I promise you. I uh, no doubt. All right, thanks, John. Take care, buddy. Uh, Ron Slay with us on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. I like the Slay ride. That was really, uh, really good. I like that, that. was his line, so oh, I just okay. reused it. I thought yeah, maybe that's something he does a lot. Champy's world-famous fried chicken highway 119 in Alabaster. Sterling and the crew uh, will take care of you for lunch. They've been open now for about 14 minutes uh, to go get that great food you see on your screen. If you're watching us on any of the video platforms, like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. Sterling would appreciate that, just like we would, too. Champy'sChicken.com, Mississippi Delta Recipe Tamales, and also that deep southern fried chicken, all the great size. Brined overnight, cooked to order. It is fantastic. Highway 119 in Alabaster, Champy'sChicken.com, and by our friends at Odie's LT. Tell us about Odie's. Yeah, two great locations. The newest right there in Edgewood and Homewood, right there on the corner of Oxmoor and Broadway. Get into either location, the original Encrest Line or Homewood. Enjoy the great food from Rodney Davis. Award-winning wings, delicious burgers. My personal favorite, that Diablo sandwich. Ice cold beer buckets full of Bud Light and every single Wednesday night. Odie's Team Trivia. Come join us. Odie's Tavern. Crestline Village, and now Homewood. Slay mentioned the volume of threes Alabama takes. They, I think, was it 44 Saturday? Am I right about that? All I, I know, know is they hit 18 of them. Yeah. Uh, they took a ton Saturday. They are currently fourth in the nation. 18 of 44. 18 of 44 is what they were? Yeah. And they are 12 and 2 when they hit 40% plus. That's interesting. Yeah. There's a stat for you. Right at 41% on yeah. Saturday. Uh, Alabama has taken 30.3 threes per game, which is fourth in the nation. And uh, only behind BYU, North Florida, and College of Charleston. I've watched BYU. I knew they took a lot. I have not watched much North Florida and College of Charleston this year. Okay, I know it's a crazy question, but is, are they trying to play like that great Loyola Marymount team? Are they trying to play at that pace? Or they... I think it's more like Golden State, like a college version of Golden State to me anyway. Yeah, just shoot the... Shoot the threes, and well, I mean, is it sustainable for you guys to shoot that many know. threes? I don't know. You know, I mean, if you're hitting forty percent, obviously it works. I mean, obviously the math is sustainable. I mean, it's the highest value shot on the court. You could either shoot a three or take two steps inside and shoot a long two. Which one would you rather shoot? Yeah, obviously the three. But and then every other shot they take is a layup at the rim. It's a slam dunk or a layup. I mean, they don't. There's. It's the highest value and highest percentage. That's all they want. Highest value, highest percentage. Oh, when, when you're making them, it works out really great because that game at LSU, it's 73-72, right? You right. hit a three at 75-73. They hit a two at 75-74. You hit a three at 78-74. Right. They miss a two. You hit a three and it's 81-74. Okay. Now it's a blowout. Right. But, I mean, the other side of that. Now, look, they, their defense is their problem. I, you know, I was just bringing up the numbers. Defense is the problem. Yeah, offense is not the problem. They got the number one offense in the country I right think now. You said LSU is a really bad team, and they've scored eighty-eight and ninety-two on Alabama. 
That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah, going, but if you're scoring 109 on the other side, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. But yeah. you're you're you, going to play do that every night. <laughs> you're about to play Texas A&M, who right. he was talking yeah. about with boots in them. Uh, maybe one of the dynamic offensive teams that'll come into Coleman. Well, I mean, they got five guys playing hard defense every time. Six sometimes when Buzz is uh, out on the court playing defense with them, getting in the way. Yeah, getting in the way. Um, but my point was going to be Alabama actually finished the season last year fourth in the nation in three point attempts, twenty nine and a half. I mean, they're they're right where they were last year on a team that was overall number one. It's just a remarkable the consistency. I mean, that is the NATO system. That's that's what you're going to do. But you're saying tremendously different defensively than well, they were the, uh, the numbers tell you that I, I wish i could go back and find out where they finished the regular season last year on kimpom um because i remember it being in the top five but i could be wrong about that uh basketball Actually, yeah. continues uh, tonight with number four kansas at 23 texas tech eight o'clock on espn texas tech uh, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, mybookie.ag. You can get plays at lanceslock.com, lanceslock.com. Or Brown looks for that basketball stat. Uh, I just want to ask you big-picture football thing. Are you concerned about the coaches who are leaving head coaching jobs to move on to all coordinators or to the NFL? Is that a concern for you as a college football fan? Yeah, we're going to get rid of some of the best coaches, I believe. And again, I was... One of those that had a feeling Saban was going to leave, and part of it was NIL. I didn't realize how impactful that was. But with that, without NIL right now and the transfer portal, I do think Nick Saban probably comes back at least for another year. Because when you see Brian Kelly leave and become the offensive coordinator in the same conference at Ohio State, I instantly think, to me, that UCLA and he specifically, they know they're going to – a gunfight with a knife when it comes to nil right they probably are looking at the landscape of where they're going and they don't feel like they match up to ohio state michigan oregon and then even other programs in the big 10 yeah no i think that's pretty obvious yeah and uh i do think we're going to weed out some really good coaches and you're going to see more and more coaches do what ryan grubb just did would you say ucla would be in the bottom quarter of that football conference quarter a- annually bottom quarter yeah so what what do they got a 18 yeah, so i would uh michigan ohio state we know i think even the other three pac 12 teams coming over in usc oregon and washington better yep, spots they're, they're, they're all in from penn state penn state six i think wisconsin seven i would agree uh michigan state i still believe is in front of them at yep. eight Ooh. oh yeah i mean matt rule could have nebraska in front of him i don't think they are right now it seems like Nebraska is doing well in the NIL they world. They are. They are. I mean, I would put Iowa in front of them, Lance. Iowa's done more than UCLA has recently. Well, yeah, I could do Iowa. Nine. Yeah, that's nine. Um, you know, there were thoughts that P.J. Fleck would take a look at this UCLA job. I think yeah. that shows you that UCLA might be better in Minnesota. I don't know. It's about the same. But we're up P- to nine. P.J. So Fleck announced yesterday he's staying yeah. at Minnesota. Yeah, it's, it's so I think we got him in the bottom half Bottom half, half for sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not bottom quarter, but bottom half for sure. So that puts you in the same neighborhood as Northwestern and Indiana. It's not the neighborhood really you want to live in. Rutgers, Maryland. Rutgers and Maryland. and I mean, that's the neighborhood you're in. Those, those are your neighbors there. Mm. And, and meanwhile, he moved into the guest house in the nicest neighborhood in the conference. That's right. With, a, with an old family friend. Yeah, an old family Day. friend not paying rent. Before we get to the trash segment, J.D. in Huntsville is next with us on the phones. Hey, J.D., how are you, buddy? Hey, doing great. Morning, guys. 
you guys may have already mentioned this about the Super Bowl, but to me, the biggest play of the game was the third and four right after the two-minute warning and regulation uh, where they the Chiefs dialed up that blitz and knocked the ball away. If they if San Francisco converts that, the game's over. Yep, you're right. Because they can run it down, kick the field goal as time expires, and they walk away with the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, I haven't heard a lot of people mentioning that, but you know, in the timeout or it wasn't timeout, it was two minute warning. I, I'm just thinking, who's gonna who's gonna dial it up? Who's gonna have the better play, the matchup? And you just saw. I, I would say San Francisco may have had the better defensive players, but Kansas City had the better defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, Spagnuolo's been doing it yeah, forever. I thought yeah. Wilkes did a really good job in the first half, J.D., but the second half, Spagnola showed why he's got four Lombardis as a defensive coordinator. That play was well, – that, that was the game, and he knew it. Yep. He said, listen, we, got it. We, can, we can't take any chances. We have to take – we have got to stop this third down because if we don't, that's it, game over. They did what they had to do, and they stopped it. And then, you know, San Francisco taking the ball – in the in the overtime, I just has he had to answer any tough questions about that, or is everybody giving him a break because they lost? No, he was asked in the post game about it. He gave an answer. Yeah, I mean there have been a lot of theories about it. One was, and this is not the worst thought process, JD. Your defense had just been out on the field for that entire final drive. You get a two minute break, and you're going to send your defense right back out there. I mean that you know that might not have been the best strategy either. I see that side of it. And he did say that you know when it gets to the actual sudden death part of it, you would have the ball first by getting the ball first, right? Uh, if you both match scores when you first get the ball, they have to get the ball, Kansas City. And so you would be the first to get it in the sudden death situation. So if if Kansas City would have just scored a field goal or if the 49ers had scored a touchdown and they had matched and we had continued on, then the 49ers are getting the ball with the walk-off possibility on a field goal at that point. But with that mindset, I'm surprised he didn't go for the fourth down again like he did at the end of, of the game when he when he kicked that field goal or when they went for the fourth and three. You remember that big play? You were talking about it, Lance. You were surprised that he went for that. Yes, I was, was yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was, I was surprised too. Guys, Alabama basketball, you can't, you're not going to hit 18 threes every game. I mean, if they don't, if they don't learn how to play some defense, and here's the thing, these guys are not suddenly going to become better defensive players. They're just not. It's like me telling my son when he keeps getting the ball knocked away, hey, you got to, you got to, you know, handle the ball better. Well, he's only going to handle it as good as he is right now. It's on, it's on uh, Oates to, to maybe shake it up a little bit. You know, double out front, double the low post, do something. But you can't just tell your guys, hey, you got to play better. That's, that's, that they're not going to play better. He's going to have to do something different on the coaching end if they're going to have a chance to win some of these tough games. J.D., thank you. Uh, Alabama was 13th offensively, 3rd defensively on February 20th of last year. For some reason, that's the last time I wrote down their values. So they were top five, a top five defensive team basically heading into the SEC tournament last year, according wow. to Ken Palm, and I would assume into the NCAA tournament because they played pretty good defense in that SEC tournament. Yep. So that's how far they've fallen. They're 75th, 76th today. Oh, and trust me, they are, they are working on defense in Tuscaloosa. And they don't, it's not just verbally encouraging them. It's just uh, it's hard to turn guys who are not great defensive players into great defensive players in the course of a season. Either you're good at it or you're not good at it. And right now, the guys who are having to play most of the minutes in Tuscaloosa, 
defense is not their forte or it's not what they're best at. They're best at scoring the basketball. We'll see how far that can take Alabama this year. They have a week off until they host Texas A&M Saturday, who's just coming off a big win over Tennessee. Auburn plays another team tied for first at South Carolina back at Neville Arena on Wednesday night down there this week. Uh, That's some of the basketball you have happening. When we come back, LT has trash today. The show being brought to you by our friends at Way to Wellness, your journey to healthy living. Boy, I killed some hot dogs this weekend. had three last night. I, too, had some uh, local sauce that I put on mine, some sauerkraut, some ketchup, some mustard, some onions. I had three of those puppies and some uh, nice chips over the weekend. Uh, Ate too many of those. Enjoyed some cookies when I was at LT's house. Some cold Michelob Ultra, some Bud Light out at the Mardi Gras parade. Then we got Mexican after the Mardi Gras parade. All that to tell you, it's time for my friends at Way to Wellness to go to work. Heavy lifting because pool time, football season's over now. No more excuses. Time to hit the gym. Time to get in shape so we get the pool season. You can jumpstart your weight loss with Way to Wellness, your journey to healthy living. All you have to do is go to Leslie's website, aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. Way to Wellness will help you. No contracts, no sign-up fees, and your first consultation is free. They can help you with some blood pressure numbers. They can also help you with some cholesterol numbers, all by controlling your diet. The what you eat, what you put in, fuels that machine right there. Way to Wellness, your journey to healthy living. Again, that website, uh, planforme.com. Go check it out with no money out of pocket to get a free consultation with our friends at Way to Wellness. Follow Rockstar on Twitter at RockstarBHM. This hour of the next round is presented by the Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Now featuring seven days of giveaways with your chance to win a share of up to $125,000. The more you visit the Birmingham Racecourse Casino, the more chances you have to win. There are so many things I love about walk-ons. Authentic, mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine, prepared fresh daily from scratch. A great beer selection and TVs everywhere to watch the big game every day of the week. And of course, they've got two great locations on Highway 280 and 119 and at Hoover near the Hoover Met. Walk-ons is also a great place for happy hour. Two to six Monday through Friday with $5 moonshine swirls, $5 house pours, and half-price appetizers. And it's an easy take-home experience for the family as well. Highway 280 and Hoover with walk-ons. Legacy Credit Union has the ultimate game changer for your finances. With engaged checking, you can earn 3% APY on balances up to $15,000. You heard correctly, 3% APY. But it's not just about scoring with high yields. With engaged checking, you can get paid up to two days early. That means your paycheck, Social Security, tax refund, you name it, you get it early. So stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with engaged checking. Sign up today at LegacyCreditUnion.com or visit any nine Greater Birmingham area branches. APY is annual percentage yield. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. The next round is so much more than the show you get from 9 to 1 each day. So make sure to head to our official YouTube channel at Next Round Live and subscribe to get all of our latest content. We, of course, have plenty of specialty content and shorts based all around the sports in the heart of the SEC. But we also talk pro sports, gambling, lifestyle and entertainment, and so much more. It's the Next Round YouTube channel where you never know what you're going to find next. Subscribe now to see the latest content and get notifications when we go live. That's at Next Round Live on YouTube. 
Things fall apart. There's even a book about it. But that doesn't mean you have to break the bank to fix them. Ryan Brown here for the next round. Our friends at Mortgage Right have a new renovation option that will make repairs and other home improvements easy. If you've recently purchased a home and find yourself short on cash or you're looking to buy a fixer-upper, Mortgage Right's renovation loan program can help you spruce up your space. Repairs can be made to your roof, plumbing, flooring, and more with the help of top-notch mortgage professionals. So get your fix by visiting mortgageright.com slash TNR and MLS 2239 equal housing lender. Start your day online at nextroundlive.com. Get all the latest videos, podcasts, and college football stories. And it's also a great way to stream the show or shop in the Next Round store. Stay connected by visiting nextroundlive.com. Hey, let me tell you about our friends at Urology Centers of Alabama. Compassionate and comprehensive urological care with 35 physicians, 17 locations across Alabama. Their patient-centered approach to all of your urological needs. Remember, they've got that new men's health center. It is beautiful, helping men with a wide range of sensitive male issues in a comfortable environment. You can always go online, visit urologycentersalabama.com, schedule an appointment with one of their many urologists today. LT is about to give us trash here in this segment. Part of the show brought to you by our friends at UCA. With over 35 urologists on hand in 16 locations across Alabama, Urology Centers of Alabama is there to help you with all your urological needs. From prostate health to kidney stones, they'll take care of you. Again, schedule an appointment today. Early detection is so important. UrologyCentersAlabama.com. UrologyCentersAlabama.com. We'll uh, end the show with final thoughts on the Super Bowl and a little Alabama-Auburn basketball sound after the games this weekend. But... Um, we will get now to trash. Um, LT's got that for you. It's brought to you by Mortgage Right. Hit the big button, Rockstar. Get your ass out of here. If you got license, you told me. I mean, I just want to fish, ma'am. Oh, no, no, hell, you can't fish. You, ain't, you don't know how to fish. You don't even wear the right kind of clothes. You got damn stupid shoes on anyway. Where'd you get them ugly breeches? <laughs> You asshole. LT's Trash is presented by Mortgage Right. Wow. Mortgages done the right way. The female wimp. He was trying to fish on her property. She was not about that it. sounds just like what wimp would say Bad britches. You can't fish with bad britches. If you ever wonder what my grandmother sounded like. That was her? Yeah. Buying a home, major milestone in life. Getting it right comes down to the right advice at the right time. That's why we're proud to partner with the friends at Mortgage Right who do mortgages the right way. Call them, 205-815-9200. Can apply online, mortgageright.com slash TNR, NMLS 2239, equal housing lender. Should have said the best of the weekend was the State Farm Arnold slash Danny DeVito commercial where he brings out two Vishla puppies. Oh, uh, were those Vishlas? Oh yeah. Uh, I thought the best neighbor. one. I thought the best one was uh, uh, the Ben Affleck Duncan commercial. Dude, Tom Brady's got a. He can act. He is good. Yeah. You can tell. So J Lo wants to hook up with Tom Brady in that commercial. It appeared, uh, or at least hire him. Yeah, Tom, keep him can, around. Tom, you can stay. You can stay. She kicks I, out Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Keeps Tom Brady. Uh, I also enjoyed that. He's been there, done that. I also enjoyed that old uh, Star Trek guy throwing that cartoon. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of commercials I didn't understand, but I, I couldn't convince Tua to throw the kid up there. Yeah. I did like the um, I did like the bet MGM where Vince Vaughn will not oh, let yeah. Tom Brady bet because he's won too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. No, you can bet. You can, not, yeah. not, not you. Yeah, that was a good one. I saw, sadly, all these things are leaked. I saw that uh, earlier in the day. But, uh, yeah, somebody did point out that it was a couple of Vishlas. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, trip to Build-A-Bear Workshop may be something exclusively associated with childhood for many, but a unique collection this year is aiming to change the mind of adults as Valentine's Day approaches. Dunaway, you uh, actually are going to be out of town for Valentine's, so maybe this will be right up your... Uh... Uh, that's what Maggie calls me, by the way, Zaddy. Now, the After Dark Collection offers several adult-themed bears, outfits, and accessories to gift your significant other in a way for this year's romantic holiday. In addition to the several different offerings, those interested can further customize their gift by including a voice message that would be including the sound chip with their plush of choice. Now, you can find Build-A-Bear's After Dark Collection in the Bear Cave section of its website, but note that due to uh, the spicy nature of some of these plushies, there's an age disclaimer to enter, and you'll have to confirm with the site that you're at least 18 before pursue, uh, perusing the new line. Build-A-Bear has built on an adult portion of their site. Yeah, this okay, is actual so Build-A-Bear. Talk, but this is adult-oriented? It's, it's just a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah alcohol. Alcohol. He's got alcohol. alcohol and glasses. Like he's ready to do some bear. Yeah, you <laughs> flip through a magazine when you're not 18, it's the alcohol. See, I hope this is uh, that that one right there is named B E A R R Y Barry White, and he and you you grab his hand and yeah. he says, "Let's get it on." <laughs> he's like, "But no, don't worry, I'm a lion." <laughs> Let's get it on. Let's get it on. I'm a lion. What? I'm a lion. Don't, don't look at me. He's lying. I he built a bear, but it's a lion. You sure it's actual build a bear? Yeah. That yeah. is wild to me that they've got an adult section. The now. after dark yeah. collection. Yeah, I want to hound to that. Yeah. I want a winning record and I want tradition. So we, if, if they come as no clothes, then it's B A R E E R Y. Berry. They're bears. So this story came up a couple of times last week. I don't know if we got into it enough. You guys tell me whether or not I should uh, revisit the Alabama Station, uh, the 200-foot tower that was stolen. Well, it's a friend of ours that owns it, uh, a guy named Brett Elmore. Uh, we've known Brett for a very long yeah. time. In fact, Brett was a co-worker of ours back in uh, the Jocks days. Is that yep. near Jasper or near Gadsden? Jasper. Well, yeah, Jasper. when I saw the story, I saw that it was Brett, and I hadn't seen Brett in 20 oh, years. Yeah. yeah, I see him occasionally uh, in press boxes, uh, so primarily they, in Tuscaloosa, but he used to work with us back so in So the they day. took the whole tower, or that, they just take the equipment down in that cinder block room there? Oh, well, here you go. Radio station in Alabama forced to go silent after thieves stole its 200-foot radio tower and equipment from the building. Now, the station, WJLX, uh, sent a landscaping crew to the site on Friday for a little spring cleaning, only to find the 200-foot radio tower was gone. When a crew member called the station's general manager to break the news, he was in disbelief. According to Brett Elmore, quote, what do you mean the tower's gone? Are you sure you're in the right place? I actually use more colorful words than that. But the tower was gone. Not only was the tower stolen, but a nearby building was also vandalized. When Elmore heard the door was left ajar, quote, that's when it really started to set in that something had happened. The thieves, uh, thieves stole every piece of equipment from the building, including a transmitter. Elmore House filed a report with the police. This has got to be an inside job. What, uh, Nobody knows this thing's out in the middle of nowhere and what it's worth, right? Would you like to be a fly on that, that call from a former corps that the film rings like, oh, what now? Hey, man, the tower is gone. <laughs> yeah, we used to work with an engineer yeah, that hated any his phone call he that. got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, great. In, yeah. in all fairness, he had to drive a an aging vehicle up to the top of a mountain <laughs> on some dirt road. Right. Right? That was his station vehicle. <laughs> but for this, I mean, you may you, you say inside job, but if I know that tower is there, those cables can I? Because you got to cut cables. No, you got to cut those. Yeah, See, then, then it's got to fall. Then it's got to fall. Uh. Am I? Am I in this? Is the end game here? The metal and the because 
you have nobody wants to start a radio station is going to steal this. Hey, hey, buddy, you want to start a radio station? It's, I got a tower for you right here. It's got to be either a disgruntled employee, this a big f you back, or the fact that you can actually sell this, you know, this well, junk and. But, like, but what Lance, are those cables made out of brown? Uh, it's got to be copper in them, right? It's a twisted, twisted uh, metal, twisted. Yeah, I um. I guess they're not back on the air, by the way. They said they requested temporary authority to keep the translator on until they get the AM back on the air. But they said, notified by the FCC, they denied the request to stay on the air on the FM side. So they're just, uh, he said the site was not insured. So small market station, they're going to do everything they can to get back as soon as possible. I mean, you say inside job. I just would not imagine Brett's got that many employees, though. I mean, that'd be... Well, imagine me getting so pissed off, like Brown. This is it. Tomorrow night, I got an idea. Like we're going to do. Like this is going to be a lot of work. Still the oh, tower. I'm just looking for an explanation. No, I mean, it doesn't make really any sense. Really Look, doesn't. I'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, I worked 17 years at our other place. Um, my TV jobs, every one of them, the tower was on the property. Like I, I, I worked underneath my tower. At yeah. Every one of my TV jobs. You guys could give me a thousand dollars each. Everyone up here. If you could go right now without asking anybody, Googling anybody, to, I couldn't get within 10 miles of the Jock Tower. I have no idea where it is. I knew it, it was in Bessemer. Yeah, I don't know where it is. I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't find no. it. I wouldn't find it. I just I know I know Frank bitched about having to go up there because it was hard to get up there. <laughs> Apparently, it was not easy to get up Frank there. It, 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 was, it was not easy to get there. I must have caught him on a bad day. <laughs> That's all I knew is that it was up somewhere on a mountain that the road was not uh, interstate worthy. Let yeah. me put it that way. I think Rocky's got pictures of the next one. A kangaroo hopped into a trouble uh, hopped into trouble in Tampa on Thursday for accidentally making its way into an apartment complex pool. Huh. Now, the county sheriff's office said on Thursday morning, deputies responded to a call in Tampa regarding a kangaroo on the loose at the pool area of an apartment complex. Now, the sheriff's office released audio from the 911 call and footage from the incident on its Facebook page. Now, the 911, quote, do you need police, fire, or medical? The 911 caller, quote, I guess police. It's a kangaroo in my apartment complex. Huh. You don't say. Hmm. I didn't get any uh, anybody to uh, RSVP for my Super Roo party that I hosted. God. Oh, jeez! Mm. It looks like a big rat in the night vision. Oh, it over does. There. Smaller than I would have thought. Yeah, it looks like kangaroo. But they got them claws, man. Look at that yeah, front. Look at yeah. those front paws. I mean, that guy's too close. That's leaning over the fence there, in my opinion. That guy, lucky to be alive. Not I, every day you see a kangaroo. I don't know that kangaroos are that ill-tempered of an animal, though, are they? I think they will protect themselves. Yeah. How should they protect their young? And like they, yeah. they, They're kickers. And I guess you don't know if they got a young with them because it's in the pouch, right? Yeah. Right. Right, toting it around. Uh, I don't believe the final story today. Uh, this Mount Everest, climbers will need to bring oh, it's true. their crap back to base camp. Yeah. Now, people climbing Mount Everest will now have to clear up their own uh, shit, bring it back to base camp to be disposed of, according to authorities. Now, the chairman of the municipality told the BBC, quote, our mountains have begun to stink. Yeah, I don't know about the stinking part. That's what I don't believe. Yeah, because at some point it freezes, right? And it loses its smell. Uh, yeah, I would imagine it freezes. Like, it's stiffening. I, I go out every two days, at least every two days, and I clean bullet and chili shit up from our Harbin's Outdoors backyard. By the way, uh, the time I was over yesterday, a lot, they were they were not as crazy as they have been in the past. I thought they were in, in good after, spirits. Yesterday. After you left, Little T saw them get nuts. 
Yeah. And this was at probably 9 o'clock at night. Okay. But anyway, my point is going to be when I walk out back to pick that up, I don't smell it. So I find it hard to believe on this vast site of Mount Everest that you're going to smell On top of that, most of Mount Everest, not most of it, but a lot of it, you're wearing oxygen masks, so you're not going to smell it. Yeah. It, 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 explain to me this. Is that what we're talking about from the base camp up? Is that when you only go up for a little while and then you come back? You yeah, can't they, stay up there? Oh, there's a line. Yeah. There's so this line, is. Like, you have to wait in line to get there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm. Well, there, you know, there's I've, four I've, camps. I've held it for five days before. I've gone five days without number two before. Yeah. If I have a short ascension up to the top of Mount Everest and back to base camp, I think I could hold it. Yeah, and I think it's going to mess with you anyway. It takes a number of days to get from the peak back to base camp. I'm telling you, I think I could do five days. Well, yeah, but but it also takes a number of days to get to the camp before you go to the peak. See what I'm saying? So you're probably, I think when you leave base camp, you're going for five days to a week. Okay. Okay. How cold is it? Well, I would think your ass would freeze, right? Yeah, like I mean, you're, you've got protection on everything, basically covering face, and, and you've yeah. got gloves and boots, and you pull it down, and you're trying to, you know. No, I, I read a saw one off out yeah. in the. Uh, I mean, I just I think it would be freezing. Am I pooping in this tent and I'm tossing it outside? I imagine, yes, I would imagine. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. probably in a bag and then yeah, slinging yeah. it out there. So we got a bunch but of baggies. Success. But they have to. They, what they do to this mountain is disgusting. Just the trash they leave everywhere. Because when you burn through an oxygen tank, you just toss it and you go to another one. So they're just oxygen tanks are stacked up. I mean, you can't bring it back down the mountain. Well, and you've got and it, bodies just laying out there. Yeah, too. Dead at a certain bodies. point, they're dead bodies, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah. stepping them because they can't bring them back down. It's too dangerous for alive people to bring the bodies back down. Yeah, I but don't understand. I, that. So, I what is the guy called? The uh, Sherpa. The Sherpa. Yeah. So we've got a friend that actually has got a really good friend that sold his business, and so he climbs a lot. And they were on one of their climbs, and their Sherpa fell 300 feet to his death right in front of them. Yep. And they just kept going. I mean, they kept going <laughs> up. Yeah. Well, they had two Sherpas. One went down. Oh, yes. oh no! So they were the Taylor Swift of climbers. They yeah. had two Sherpas. Double the Sherpas. I was like, how bad did that freak him out? And he was like, well, it wasn't a great day, but they kept going. He's getting yeah. paid. Um, so it'd be like you and Brown are the Sherpas, and you just lose Brown, you keep going? I guess, yeah. yeah we've already paid. Don't yeah. We've already had I mean, that, that, Do you, you, do you do take re- double tips, or do you give Jennifer the rest of his, his share of the you tips? You do realize those Sherpas probably make their entire year's salary in two or three trips up the mountain, so... He had to think long and hard about saying, guys, I'm just going to turn around here and, and not feed my family. Well, this dude that actually uh, was talking to BBC said that uh, we're getting complaints that hoof, uh, human stools are visible on rocks. Some climbers are falling sick. Uh, there's hardly any ice and snow, so you will see human stools all around. They say on average, the climber is thought to produce 250 grams of shit per day. I don't, I don't know if that's I, I, a look, lot Look, honey, there's manscat. I read... An article once about a guy that got a stomach virus on the way up. Oh, Oof. no. Yeah, and he gets to Camp 4, like where I'm going, the, the next move is I'm going to the peak. To the peak. And it, the body gives up. Yeah. And he hadn't, you know, his options were turn around and go back down and never, you know, this was his last chance that year. And he's paid all that money or just go to the top while I'm crapping all over myself. So he said, I'm going to go plan B there. We're going to the top just crapping all over myself. So he said it was going everywhere. Well, if I was about to win the Daytona 500, I think I I'd keep going too. Yeah, yeah, but if I was with him, I'd vote him off the island. Or at least put him in back of the line. Yeah. <laughs> you stand back there, Chief. <laughs> that is Trash Today brought to you by our friends at Mortgage Right. 
Buying a home, major milestone in life. Getting it right comes down to the right advice at the right time. That's why we're proud to partner with our friends at Mortgage Right, who do mortgages the right way. 205-815-9200. Apply online, mortgageright.com slash TNR, NMLS, 2239, Equal Housing Lender. Daniel, I'm with you. I will I will go to the pearly gates. If I've never, never gone to the top of Everest, it's not a box I'm willing to check. I don't care. I really don't care. I oh, don't. no, no, no. I'm fascinated by it. Like, I've watched a number of documentaries oh, yeah, about me it, too. Yeah. but I have zero interest in trying yeah. to do it. Yeah. All right. Final segment coming up. Uh, any breaking news, we'll wrap that up and also talk a little Super Bowl and Alabama and Auburn basketball. This is the next round being brought to you by our friends at Champions World Famous Fried Chicken. Champions Chicken Highway 119 in Alabaster. Sterling and his crew standing by. How about some hand-cut chicken fingers today coming off the Super Bowl last night? Does that sound good to, for you? I bet it does. How about a nice cold beer tonight at Champions Chicken? Good for lunch or dinner. Check them out online. Highway 119 in Alabaster. ChampiesChicken.com. Follow Scott Forrester on Twitter at Scott Forrester TV. What are you waiting for? It's nonstop gaming action at Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Come play more than 900 of the latest and greatest games around, featuring fun bonuses and big jackpots. You can wager and win on horse and greyhound races from all over the world. There are more ways to win at Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, located off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Hey, Ryan Brown here from the next round. Do you want to help pay for my kid's college and look great while you're doing it? You need to go to the next round store. Everything from hats to short sleeve and long sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, zip-up hoodies, and much more. And we're adding new things all the time. Why would you not want to see my kids get a great college education and look great out in the public while you're doing it? Get the gear we wear all the time on the show, and there's only one place to get it. Nextround.store. That's nextround.store. Stop by the New York Butcher Shop and pick up the finest in certified Angus Prime Beef steaks and burgers, premium pork chops, ribs, and all-natural chicken cut to order just for you. Their chef-prepared entrees and side dishes are the perfect dinner-to-go choice for your family and are ready to heat at home. With a great selection of fine wines and desserts, the New York Butcher Shop is your one-stop dinner shop. Two locations to serve you, Cahaba Heights and on Highway 119 in Greystone, the New York Butcher Shop. Rare quality, well-done service. Want more of the show? Download the app or visit nextroundlive.com for the latest podcast. The Mystery Fifth Hour, our Not For All Ages podcast, The Last Call, and our entire Double Down Media podcast family. All at nextroundlive.com and on the Next Round app. Fire damage to your home or business is something you never want to consider. Ryan Brown here from the next round. But in the horrible event it happens, Dry Tech is here to help. They respond quickly and will reply to you within 20 minutes when you call 205-637-0143. They're working for you, the customer, not the insurance company. They've got five crews ready to go 24-7. Don't call the insurance company first. Call Dry Tech. Just remember this website, mydrytech.com. That is mydrytech.com. Hey, there's nothing worse than waking up to a plumbing problem. Don't get caught in a flooded house. Call the guys at Hemphill Services. Adam, Chad, and the team at Hemphill are the only ones I trust to fix it and fix it right the first time. Hemphill Services does it right and always at a fair price. For all of your plumbing, cooling, and heating needs, trust the name that Birmingham has trusted since 1954. That is Hemphill Services. Call now, 205-229-2090. That's 205-229-2090. Want more of the show? Download the app or visit nextroundlive.com for the latest podcast. 
the Mystery Fifth Hour, our Not For All Ages podcast like Bama and Bourbon, and the entire Double Down Media podcast family, all at nextroundlive.com and on the Next Round app. Rockstar, give me uh, cuts two and three real quick before LT tells us about Hemphill to wrap up best and worst of the weekend. Let's start with Bruce Pearl first. Um, the loss at Florida, he emotionally puts this in the context, and then back to work before South Carolina is down in Neville Arena Wednesday night. Here's Bruce Pearl. We got beat bad on the road, but we got it down, um, and we wanted to play the last four or five minutes, and 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 um, this math's going to hurt us, but it's not going to destroy us. Um, the math's going to really help Todd uh, and, and the Gators. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad our guys kept playing. Florida kept playing. And um, we were able to, you know, close it down. And nobody's proud of a 16-point loss, though. Yeah, he, he's talking about uh, Florida missing their last 14 shots in Auburn, even though they were way down, playing to the end to cut into that deficit. It helps them on Ken Palm uh, and the net. Uh, when I checked Brownie uh, this morning or last night, it was Houston, Purdue, UConn, Arizona, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee in the top seven. Is that still intact? That is correct. That is the Ken Palm top seven. The net is Houston, Purdue, UConn, Arizona, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn in the top seven. So Ken Palm is Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, and the net's Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn. That is correct. Okay. Uh, But that math's important. You know, playing to the end and only losing by a certain number as opposed to the other can impact seeding down the road. For Nate Oates now, um, he had a game where so many people were in double figures, and they had 18 threes. That includes Wrightsell's best game uh, shooting. He scored 21. Sears went over 20 again at 23. Estrada had a big game. Ryland Griffin both had 15 and 16. Here's Nate Oates on his guards. That 22 assists to three turnovers, that's pretty impressive from uh, those four guards that started. So we've been on these guys about – Rebounding, turnovers, defensive intensity. We got to get our front court guard a little bit better, but I thought our back court was pretty good on everything we've been on them about. And it was big to get a win. LSU is a markedly improved team. You know, they blew out Arkansas at home recently. They play a lot better at home. We haven't played great on the road. So I, I thought, you know, to kind of be able to blow this thing open at the end was big on a number of fronts. That sound uh, from Saturday Basketball brought to you by our friends at Hemphill that bring you best and worst of the weekend. Yeah, 205-229-2090. Call Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys at Hemphill Services. Tell them the next round sent you. Make sure that HVAC unit ready to keep up with the changing weather. Hard to stop a train. For more information, HemphillServices.com. All right, so Alabama after that win is 9-2. and two. That means they've got seven remaining games. Uh, they've got the midweek bye here, and they get Texas A&M. I'll just read you the rest of the schedule. You tell me where you think Alabama Alabama finishes record-wise okay. in the conference. Host A&M. Win. Host Florida. I'll go win. Loss. Really? You think Florida's going to beat him in Tuscaloosa? An inside game. I think they'll, uh, they'll win one and lose one of those two. Okay. At Kentucky. Loss. Um, I reluctantly go loss. At Ole Miss. Loss. Win. Tennessee. Loss. And that's at home. Yep. Uh, at Florida. I mean, Dunaway, if you think they're going to beat him in Tuscaloosa. Uh, okay. I'll give Florida the win there. And then Arkansas. Win. Yeah. Four and three. So you've got them four and three. LT has them three and four. Yeah. 
I mean, Dunaway, you got them 13 and 5. Lance, you've got them 14 and 4. No, other way around, I think. 14 and. How many did Lance have? No, he's had them only winning three. So that'd be yeah, 12. Okay. My apologies. Yeah, 12 and 6. Yeah. Uh, let's do the same exercise for Auburn here. Twelve and six would not win the conference. I don't think thirteen and five would even get you to no, tie for first. No. I Remember, still all of everybody said Tennessee earlier in my four downs. They, okay. they still think Tennessee wins the. Well, league. we can do Tennessee next. Uh, Auburn's got South Carolina win, Kentucky win at Georgia win at Tennessee loss, Mississippi State win at Missouri win Georgia win. So Lance got them losing one more game. Yeah, so that'd be fourteen That's, and four uh, for them. Yeah, fourteen and four. Do Tennessee? Well, we're about to do Tennessee here. I, I'm going to see how they get better in fourteen and four at Arkansas. Uh, win. It's a win, but it's tight. Yeah, I, I mean the way they're playing on the road at times that is far from a gimme. As bad as Arkansas is, they host Vandy. That's a win at Missouri. Win host A and M. Win host Auburn. Win at Bama. You had that as a win earlier. You did. Yep. At South Carolina, a game they lost in Knoxville. By the way. <sighs> I think they lose one of their final. I think they lose two or three. And so they host Kentucky. At the they end. lose two of these. What seven? Is that right? Yeah. So that would put them in a tie with Auburn. I think Tennessee wins the national championship. The national championship. <laughs> that was an answer. Somebody asked me at uh, I think it was the Alabama game, Auburn Alabama maybe, uh, in Tuscaloosa. Who who do you think you think Auburn or Alabama is good enough to you know play deep into the tournament? And I said, I think Tennessee is good enough to win the national championship. I got beat. I got burnt by them two years ago. So yeah, it is hard to buy into Rick Barnes in the postseason. Like I, Rick Barnes is. A, he, he had one really good run with Texas in two thousand and three. Ford went, went to yep. a Final Four, and that really is it. Yeah, I mean, with Kevin Durant, they got knocked out in the first round, didn't they? Yeah, I guess in eighty seven with Providence. No, that was uh, that, that was, was Rick Pitino. Pitino. Yeah. yeah. I mean, TJ. I think his only Final Four to this day is when he had TJ Ford. I don't remember who all was on that team, Lance. I remember TJ Ford was the uh, point guard for Texas. They made that Final Four run, and other than that, most of his postseasons have ended quicker than most would have it, predicted. In all my years, I think I've been filling out brackets since '85. Yeah, and the only correct Final Four I got was that year in 2003 really? with Marquette, Kentucky, Syracuse, and you got Texas. all four, and Texas. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, impressive. that's hard to do. Um, before you give me cut six, Rockstar, Travis Kelsey on, on the Super Bowl, uh, we did not talk as much about Ryan Grubb today as I thought when it was going down earlier in the weekend, Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, is On the value of importance to Alabama football this next year, how big is it? I think it's important. You know, you mentioned Nick Saban, and, you know, when defense coordinators would leave, it was always his defense. I would – They'd lose eight guys on offense, or they would lose both coordinators. You never really worried because it was Nick Saban. Kalen DeBoer in the SEC is still an unknown. And when you lose what is your most trusted assistant and you lose him the way it went down, I think you've got to be concerned. It was he, almost felt like these two were building everything together. Yes. Yeah, way, and, right? and he's an offensive coach, and this is a guy obviously he had built a lot of trust in. And it's not to say that DeBoer – can't find a good offensive coordinator who's hiring a, at Alabama. He's going to find a good offensive coordinator, but you're missing a guy you've trusted, a guy that you were in lockstep with that, you know, when you're thinking one thing, he was thinking the same thing. And that's a, it's a, it's a lot to replace. And he's obviously a valued guy, uh, or else Seattle wouldn't be hiring him as their offensive coordinator, or else DeBoer <laughs> wouldn't have wanted to keep him in Tuscaloosa. Right. And Alabama tried to hire him in 2023. That's right. Nick Saban tried to hire him. Uh, real quickly, give me a 30 second answer. Because um, I want to get this Travis right. Kelsey bite. Um, it pan. It doesn't pan out. Doesn't do well in Seattle for one year. He gets fired after one year with the Seahawks. 
does he get offered the Alabama OC job for a third time? I mean, that would be wild, wouldn't it? But you got to trust DeBoer. If DeBoer yeah. wants him, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and it depends on what the offense looks like this year. If you're yeah. an Alabama fan, you hope that doesn't happen. Now, if you got a stud offensive coordinator and he's staying, yeah. Sorry, Ryan, there's not a spot for you right now. You jump ship. Yeah. All right, Travis Kelsey on uh, the journey to Kansas City winning the championship. It wasn't a smooth year for KC. Here's Travis Kelsey. Man, with the target on our back, man, knowing that we were going to get everybody's best shot to, to have the doubters, to have the, the, the road that we went through, man, it, um, it meant everything to even get to this point. But to, to find, uh, find a way through adversity yet again for four, four quarters, five quarters, Man, I, uh, I couldn't be more proud of the guys, and I, it's such an honor to be on this team and on this or, in this organization. Man. Uh, it just seems like if it had not been zero degrees wind chill factor in the wild card weekend, that team wouldn't have been in the game that Miami would have handled them. If Miami oh. would have just... If Miami would have just... <laughs> Miami was limping. I'm, I'm glad it seems like that to you. Yeah. I, I just, mean, if the game were played in Miami, is yeah, that your point? That's, why, yeah. that's my point. It just, I mean, if it had, yes, had it been in Miami, maybe Miami wins that game. Just, but. just take the weather out of it. And they're there. They're the Super Bowl champions. It's hard to believe the Chiefs did it again. I tell you what, on that final regulation possession, um, when he caught that ball and turned the corner... I thought he was gone. I thought he was going to score and win the MVP at that point. Yeah. But, you know, the only problem with that is that was under the two-minute, which I think all the media voting, I don't know when they shut down the fan voting. I don't either. But the media voting, I think they ask you to have it done by the two-minute, and that was under the two-minute, and that would have been his only touchdown. Yeah, they, I still they, think they would have given but, it to, but that put him, uh, to Mahomes. To Mahomes, that would have put him over 100 receiving yards and the game-winning touchdown. Powerful run after catch. Broke that guy's shoulder. He hit him so hard. Um, is there a list of the voting? I haven't seen it. Me either, because I want to see just how close Kelsey was with the 20% fan vote from the Swifties out there if he, if it was Mahomes 1 uh, and, and Kelsey 2. Because I was trying to figure out why Kelsey was on the stand. Um, he was up there with Mahomes, and obviously the and owner, he does. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey does not like attention. Yeah. <laughs> You do not like him, do you? Oh, I don't really? think I'm alone. You've yeah. I, I think you're one of the few that likes him. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't dislike him, but he's an automatic uh, Hall of Famer, first ballot. Oh, I he's look. I we were talking. Who was it that was saying? I think Gronk's the best. And I was like, I think Kelsey's probably that guy. Now, guys like Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, they never got an opportunity to play. You know, on that stage, I guess Tony Gonzalez did. Uh, really underrated rated sign off of Tony Romo when he told Jim Nancy loved him. I love you, man. Tony Romo, and, he has jumped the shark for, a for guy years. That started so good, yeah. and Jim Nance going into probably his scripted goodbye. Yeah, Jim Nance is probably going. I love you too, and the Chiefs are <laughs> <laughs> no the, the final the final call to to Miko. Um, he. Tony Romo stepped on top of that butcher the entire thing. It was awkward. Yeah. Like, I was looking for a flag because there was no uh, rhythm at all to that final call. I mean, a walk-off touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's Jim Nance. I mean, it's going to not get any bigger than that for him. Lived for that moment. Yeah. And it was an awkward ending. Yeah, well, they said that Kevin Harlan drilled his on uh, oh, Westwood One. I'm not surprised. Oh. He's one of the best. I have not, uh, have not heard that yet. All right, guys, that's it today. The Monday after the Super Bowl, what should be a national holiday, according to LT? Well, why would it? So next week we've got President's Day? Just try to sync up the weeks? Well, all they got to do is have one more regular season. Yeah, game. I mean, hell, do something, it's man. It's coming. It's coming. I mean, East Coast was up late last night. East Coast, West Coast, and everybody in between. I even caught a little bit of that tracker. 
Uh, and then when he got shot in the shoulder, I was like, I'm out of track. You're the guy? Yeah. I okay. was like, I'm out. Oh, it'll do monster ratings because a lot of people didn't turn their TV off. Uh, we're back with you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time. Until next time, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.